in his book, Quietly Courageous, Leading the Church in a Changing World, Gil Rendell tells the story, the Hebrew midrash, if you will, of Nashon, son of Amenadab. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with what midrash is, midrash are the stories and the reflections and the memories of the Hebrew scholars during that time in the history of the Israelites. Nashon was a prince of the tribe of Judah, and he was with Moses and the fleeing Israelites during the escape from Egypt. This band of Israelites had come to the banks of the Reed Sea, the Red Sea as we know it, as of yet, that sea had yet to be parted. So a group sat on the banks of the river and looked across. You could see and you could feel how deeply troubled and anxious that they were. So they sat down and they began to discuss their dilemma if they went into the waters of the Reed Sea, they would surely be overcome and would drown. But if they didn't go through the sea, the Israelites would very quickly catch up with them and beat them and take them back to Egypt. How were they going to get across the sea? Who was going to go first? What happens if someone had to go first to prove God's promise to them of deliverance? They talked and they talked and they worried and they fretted and their anxiety and their fear just continued to grow inside of them. Finally, in the midst of all of those feelings, Nashon, the young prince, stood up and he remembered why they were there in the first place. And he remembered God's promise to deliver them. So he began to walk into the waters of the Red Sea. He walked into those waters ankle deep. He continued on until the water rose up to his knees, then to his feet to his shoulders, he continued to walk as the water came up to his chin, and as he was about to take that step that would bring the waters completely over his head, the waters began to part, and Nashon 
and the Israelites crossed the Red Sea. All it took was the quiet courage of one young man to lead a nation into their unknown future. Throughout the scriptures, we see God's people being led into an unknown future. Do you remember Adam and Eve when they were told to leave the Garden of Eden? To leave the place that they had called home, where they were created to be? They were turned out into an unknown future. Remember Noah? He built a boat. He built a boat by God's instructions for a rain that was to come. Now you have to remember, in Noah's day, they didn't know rain like we know rain. We know rain very well, do we not? <laughs> but in Noah's day, there had not been rain. So he was building this huge boat, waiting on the rains to come and to cover the earth. Remember Paul, who at the very time blinded by God had to totally trust God for an unknown future. The stories of God's people go on and on and on. Now, I don't know about our future here at Red Ridge. But I do know the people who are Red Ridge. And before I even moved a moving van to Dadeville, Alabama, I heard about your faith. I heard about the wonderful things, not that you did back in the past, but that you are doing. I believe the words from my district superintendent were, they are the best kept secret in the conference. And I remember the phone call that I got from Paul welcoming me to Red Ridge. And he says, welcome to your slice of heaven. And I have been a part of your fellowship now for three years and I have seen for myself the uniqueness and the faithfulness of who you are as a body of Christ and I know every week we talk about how prayer impacts this church and what a praying church we are. I've also been a part of that. 
and I have watched you lead a community in faith and determination and trust in the God that you claim as your Lord and Savior. wanted to ask this morning, and you can raise your hands or not, how many of you do the stock market or keep up with the stock market or watch the stock market? And I will say very quickly, I know nothing about the stock market. But for those of you who do, and those of you maybe who even stock and, and participate in the stock market, is it always and every time a sure deal? Your laughter tells me maybe not. But you follow it, don't you? You follow what's trending. You watch as those stocks go up and down. And you take a risk on whether your particular stock is going to do well. You know, you think, the right time to buy, the right time to sell. But are you absolutely 100% sure of the outcome when you do that? Not quite as much laughter that one is Last year, the building committee, with your permission, began a process with a vision that came out of the needs that you felt that this church had. And they did that in the midst of an unknown future for our denomination with a faith that had been strengthened over time. A long time. Longer than I've even been alive, if you will. Well, believe it or not, that is exactly where we are today. A little farther along in the process. Still, looking into an unknown future. But what is this thing called faith if we don't have it in the face of the unknown? Is that not when we need it the most? If, if we don't need our faith in the midst of the unknown, then that means we have confidence in our own ability. And if we have confidence in our own abilities, where does that put our trust in God? The only known future that I know is Jesus Christ. And that is not going to change. Has never changed. Isaiah 30, 21 gives us this message. You will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Follow it. 
whether it turns to the right or to the left. I continue to say to you this morning, we are going to move as fast as we can, but as slow as we need to, to accomplish and live out our mission that God has called us to in this place. And with all of that, we only make a step with God's guidance and His So with that being said, I invite Ron and Dick to come forward and call this church conference to order.